It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 94 WIP FM HD1 Philadelphia from the Tasty Cake Studios. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We are live for the very first time from 94 WIP, and I got to tell you, I am pumped to be here. We are just, what, less than 24 hours away, Eagles-Browns, we have our disagreements, we're going to fight back and forth all season, but today we get to talk about actual real football that is happening here. The whole gang is here, John Barchard, James Elton, Brandon Lee Gowton, for the very first time. In the WIP studios. Gentlemen, what is happening, my friend? How are you guys? I'm pumped, man. We've been waiting a long time to get on WIP to have this opportunity. We've got the Carson Wentz era is about to start. It's just there's so much excitement now, especially coming from where we were a few weeks ago to the level of excitement heading into this season now. it's I don't know how you couldn't be just jacked up right now. BLG making the most, uh, you know, the, 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 the it wasn't the Eagles that made the biggest trade. It's Birds 24-7. That's right. With Bleeding Green Nation as, uh, just as we signed up, Mr. Brandon Lee Gowton heading over to take over for the great Tim McManus. BLG, what's happening, man? Oh, it's the, uh, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's our first it's, show, right? It's Come weird. On. Yeah, we got to get the, you know, the kinks worked out and everything. It's it's great to be back yes, on the radio. Right. That's right. Uh, the trio is back. And uh, it, it's been a crazy offseason, guys, because we went from uh, expecting really just a boring offseason. And we got tricked once again by... By the great drama that is the Philadelphia yes, Eagles. Every year. So we, we go from probably one of the most exciting off seasons last season with Chip Kelly coming in here. A lot of Super Bowl hype, a lot of, you know, hoop and holler, and definitely one guy that is me hyping up the Sam Bradford train to Sam Bradford being gone, first round pick. The and you have a you have a new starter in, in Philadelphia here. It's 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 been an absolute crazy week along with and that's that's what's so secondary about it. Like Eric Rowe being traded should be like, whoa, this is a major thing. Uh-huh. And it's so secondary. That's a second round pick that you had last year. Nobody's really talking about it. We're all on the Carson Wentz hype train, and I think rightfully so here, James. Yeah, John, I think anyone, even someone as big a, a Bradford supporter as you were for a while there, has to be excited. Still am, by the way. Yeah, but Super Bowl, Sammy Bradford, <laughs> oh, hashtag. Oh, get goodness. that going. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that later. Let's not get <laughs> no. carried away here. Uh, but, I mean, look, look, they got a first and a fourth. I, I think anyone would have taken a fourth 
alone for Sam Bradford a few months ago. So uh, just to be able to get that type of return while at the same time letting your fan base know that, okay, we know that this is the Carson Wentz era. We're going to get it started. We're going to start moving towards something. It's just exciting, John, at a time where before it felt like there was a dichotomy within the organization where they wanted to focus on right now and, and that was it while also doing the Carson Wentz thing. And it just felt like it wasn't meshing. So to be able to actually start the Wentz era right and look towards the future, it's just added a lot more excitement. And BLG, I know we've had arguments back and forth about this thing too. And guess what? You were right again because oh. I was very – well, we don't know what Denver would have offered, but in the on the offseason, I was saying, what, why waste your time? Bradford's not going to be anymore. You have a team that's ready, that's Super Bowl ready. Just get rid of them. But uh, I guess you got to tip your hat to Howie Roseman here after all of this. There's still a lot of questions to be answered about this draft class, but he set this team up pretty well going into the season here. Yeah, and it's kind of funny how the Eagles were getting criticized a lot for investing in so many quarterbacks. You know, so many people are like, why are they spending all these money and all these assets and everything Everybody, on, pretty on quarterbacks? Much, yeah. Yeah. And it turned out to be a great decision. I mean, look, to me, I was always of the mind, and because I'm always right, obviously, <laughs> I was always of the mind. It was a good idea in the sense that it's the most important position in all of sports. Why not invest a lot in it? Obviously, it paid off for the Eagles. They they were obviously going to go into the season with Sam Bradford. That was their intent. But, you know, an offer comes along, too good to turn down. You have it there. And now, you know, we're looking forward to Carson Wentz. You know, it's it's crazy how not even just uh, Carson Wentz making his, you know, his first NFL start, but we didn't really see him a lot in the preseason. We only saw that first preseason game, limited action, wasn't playing with the starters. It's really exciting to see or to think about getting to see Carson Wentz here. Yeah, especially when it's not like he came from a major college, as we all know. In case you guys didn't know, he didn't oh, play right? D1 college football. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it's a shocker, but especially in that case, because we haven't even seen him in college much. We've seen YouTube highlights. We've seen bits and pieces here, and we've seen 38 preseason snaps. I mean, this is the first real true taste of Carson Wentz, his ability that we're going to get, and this is hopefully supposed to be the guy who is going to bring us into the future, it'll be exciting to actually watch him play a little football. And ever since this was announced, like, the Carson Wentz love train is out of control. And more, and rightfully so. I mean, this is an exciting thing. So that's why I want to start here today with you guys. Is this Carson Wentz? I'm excited to see something completely different. It's the opener. This is what the Eagles invested in, and I want to see what this kid has excitement. Or do a lot of people really think Carson Wentz is already the guy? And he is the quarterback of the future here. He's a franchise quarterback. What's your field biology between those two things? Are people just excited to see him, or is he the real deal here? I think it's a mix of both, John. Obviously, to, to start this off with a, a boring wait, wait, take. Wait, 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 yeah, good, good answer. But I do think, you know, there's there's a lot to the fact that the Eagles invested so much in this guy that, you know, people are, you know, like, get him out there. Let's see him. And, and also the thought that, you know, if he is, if the Eagles are going to give up this much to get him, and the coaching staff, all this week, we've heard about it. I think Frank Reich said he's he's really smart, like, all week. And he even kind of was weird about it. He was like, Not he's, just smart. Yeah, Like-like smart. Not just smart, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the organization is really high in him. His teammates are really high in him. I was talking to Jordan Matthews this week, and he had talked about how, like, Jason Peters, you know, who is one of the most veteran players, obviously, on the team, 
he even has respect for Carson Wentz, and that kind of seems like a rare thing. You know, JP doesn't just give out respect to anyone. So it seems like, you know, the organization is obviously high on him. The teammates are high on him and everything. It's just exciting time to go see what he can do. And there's a lot of respect for John Filippo, and I was one of the guys that was kind of like, wow, that's kind of amazing that he took a quarterback coach position here. He had been an offensive coordinator in Cleveland. He was kind of poised to already be on that next level as far as a head coach. So if he's saying those things and and even just to say, hey, this kid's really picking up better than any rookie that I've worked with, even Derek Carr, you have to get excited about that. That is a guy that is, you know, without a doubt, a, a very one of the best offensive minds that's in the league here, James. Yeah, I, I know. It's always tough, though, to really know what's true, what's not when you're hearing from a coaching staff from an organization. Yeah, what else are they going to say? Exactly. To, right? They're not going to say, oh, this kid's not picking it up. He's an idiot. We have no chance, obviously. But well, I, unless I, you're Eric Rowe, because then they don't yeah, have a problem. Well, with that. unless they're getting rid of you. And, and Carson <laughs> yeah. Wentz isn't going anywhere. But I, I do think that. Wentz has shown us that he's mature. It seems like he's not, you know, overblown by the moment. It it seems like he's a smart kid from everything we've seen. So you like hearing that, but unlike BLG who decided to not, you know, take one side or the other, I am going to take the former. I'm going to say that, that I think the excitement is just about seeing this kid about, you know, understanding what he can be, what he can do and, and moving into the future. And look, if people are excited about the playoffs this year, I don't know what to tell you because this is not a playoff team. I think the the move to trade Sam Bradford, and I know that the organization is saying we're competing. It's for this year as well. And even with what Brandon said, with, with guys buying into Carson Wentz, this kid has a long way to go. He is not going to step in and be, you know, a stud from day one. So I, I think that if there is excitement, it's just, you know, the season's getting started. There's always optimism at the beginning of the season. But I think it's somewhat unfounded. See, I, don't, I don't buy that. I think the majority of all of the Eagles fans out there really do believe that Carson Wentz is without a doubt the guy. And I, you see that everywhere. But you you're say, saying from, from right now, you're saying he's right going to be great from jump from street. From right now, I think there are a lot of – I don't believe – I'm I'm more on the same wavelength that, that, that James is. I think that there's way more upside than having Sam Bradford here. I think Sam Bradford is still able to get you in the playoffs in this division. I think everybody can agree with that for the most part. Mm. I think Carson Wentz <laughs> – ah, of course, yeah, maybe we can – you know, I'm trying to avoid another the, – the 95th Sam Bradford debate in here. But the I, – I think Carson Wentz, if he gets to his upside – you're, that's a sure. home run. That's great. But between his leg placement and listen, we're going to get into it in the five o'clock hour. We're also going to give away two pairs or just excuse me, not two pairs, a pair, a pair of tickets. Still really good. Eagles Browns opener. Great seats. It's the M9 section. So you're in the end zone. You're on that, you know, in between view. the first. It's yeah, a fantastic We looked it up view. last night. It's a, it's a really good view. Uh, and that's courtesy of uh, NRG. And the, the thing that I look at with Ray Horton, and the Cleveland Browns defense is they're going to see a rookie quarterback there, and they're going to see a rookie quarterback that still has mechanic problems. They're going to see that slower delivery. They're going to see that the, the the feet just aren't getting planted right. So I really do think that there might be a slight rude awakening coming into this Browns you know game in the opener here, and I think that despite how bad the Browns defense looks and how it doesn't look talented on paper, and even maybe on the, a lot of people not believers in their offense either. I think this is going to be a lot closer game than, than people are giving credit for. Yeah, and I think the Horton thing, you haven't heard much. That's a great point. He is an aggressive defensive coordinator. He likes to blitz. He likes to bring exotic type of schemes. So that is a great point. And then just adding on to that, the fact that Carson Wentz, 
again, uh, coming from D2, the speed of the game is so much faster. It is going to be a change for him. All he's seen is 38 snaps of vanilla defenses against second and third and fourth stringers. This is going to be something that he has never seen before in his life. And, and no matter how great he's going to be, there are going to be growing pains. There are going to be issues. And I think, yeah, and that's where it becomes like nervous and excited for me at the same time. Like I really hope that I'm completely wrong and and buying into the DeFilippo and buying into Jordan Matthews, flipping Howie Roseman the ball <laughs> and saying, I'm ready and he's ready. And you see a lot of different teammates backing him up and say, yeah, the playbook's really going to open up with Carson Wentz's being here. There's going to be a lot of, you know, a, a build up to this thing and game one's going to happen. There's going to be a struggle. And then all of a sudden everybody's off the bandwagon all at once. You really need to give this kid time because although the tools are there, the smarts are there, I'm sure he's going to learn fast. I don't know if it's going to come right out of the gate. That's what I'm nervous about. So that's my question to a lot of people that are kind of on the fence on this thing. 888-729-9494 if you want to jump in. It is BGN Radio. Do you think that Carson Wentz is ready to be the franchise guy now? Or are you more excited to see them just the debut of them and it's not Sam Bradford? Trying to gauge that today, you know, as we kind of go through this thing. But I tell you what, it's John Barcher, James Elter, Brandon Lee Gowden. We will be back with more. We'll be breaking down the Browns game. We'll be talking and uh, making NFL picks with Kyle Scott from Crossing Broad. That's coming at 545. Giving away Eagles tickets at 5 o'clock. It's right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. John Barchard here from BGN Radio. And a lot of people ask me, how do you take your podcast to the next level? How can you do live remotes from different venues? What's the best equipment to use? How do you get started? Well, my friends over at New Media Studios and Trevos have all the answers. It is a complete one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. A top-of-the-line professional studio with unbeatable prices. You can record your own show with an on-site producer. They'll stream it live, and they'll even host your podcast so they can distribute it to iTunes or any other podcast provider. New Media Studios is also the best in the business if you need to take your podcast on the road. They have everything you need to broadcast live from any venue that you're heading to. And as someone that has been in podcasting for over 10 years, New Media Studios takes all my stress away. I don't have to worry about anything but talking into the microphone. So go check them out at NewMediaRecordingStudios.com. That's NewMediaRecordingStudios.com. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sue Schilling reminding me that along with Carson Wentz, we don't know who Doug Peterson is either, right? <laughs> we got a new coach here. We, yeah, I mean, like, that's the double element that's coming on here as we're uh, talking, you know, all things Eagles right here on BGN Radio, John Barcher, James Seltzer, Brandon Lee Gowton, all hanging out with you on this uh, fine late afternoon. Uh, condolences to the Penn State fans. Uh, they have lost in a nail-biter. You know, it's coming around. They're they're damn there. right they're they did. But we don't know what Doug Peterson is either, really. You know, we, we've been fed this kind of Andy Reid 2.0 type of scenario here where I look at Andy Reid and I look at the Chiefs offense, it's pretty entertaining. I mean, it is different. It is there's a lot of different wrinkles in there. You see pistol. You see read option. You see gap. You see zone. You see a lot of different things there. But it's still boring in some sense. It's still the 12-play, seven-minute drive, and it usually ends in a field goal. So I really want to know who Doug Peterson is, too, as we get through 
this week and the the next few games here. Yeah, and I think that's a good point when you look at that that offense. Uh, look, all we want is a coach who's going to take his talent that he has and build that offense based on that talent, right? Utilize the talent of your guys. And that's what I feel that Chiefs offense does well because it does have Alex Smith. It's not a deep passing offense. It's a running offense. It's methodical, plotting the da- plotting the ball down the field. That's the skill set that those guys have in their coaching towards that skill set. So if Doug Peterson is going to come in here and and do it that way and look at what he has, and we've seen it a little bit in the preseason, Josh Huff, the way he's used him has been interesting. Yeah, and so it, f- yeah, feed him drag routes yes, and end rounds exactly. and stop. Don't let him think. <laughs> don't let him catch. Just say run. And that's what he's doing. And I think that's a real positive so far. Yeah. where And that was something that I obviously I think was missing where from last year where it was just scheme, 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 and it wasn't putting the ball in the best player's hands. And again, it was kind of hard to find one last year. I still think it's hard to find one this year, but you're at least maximizing the skill set in which they are doing the thing at. And that's where I, you know, you heard Doug in that little bit there, BLG, where it's Carson Wentz is a perfect fit for my offense. And I can, you know, Hmm. and, and maybe a lot of those different wrinkles do really fit that. But when you hear those things, do you buy into, yes, this quarterback, this system, it's it's a match made in heaven type of thing. Well, here's what I'm thinking, John. You know, we're talking about earlier about how Carson Wentz might not be fully ready right away. You know, he came from North Dakota State. The, the, the adjustment period could take some time for him. I think Doug Peterson's offense is a good offense to transition into because when you look at Kansas City, they're not asking Alex Smith to carry the team. And that's the same thing we're looking at probably early on here in Philadelphia. You know, Carson Wentz is coming in to be the franchise quarterback of the future, but he doesn't have to come in and carry the whole team on his back right now. They're going to run the ball a lot. They're going to rely on that strong defense like the Chiefs rely on their defense. There might not be a lot of yards. Uh, The Chiefs never really ranked highly in yards Mm -hmm. each year, but they ranked a lot higher in points because they have those shorter fields because of the defense and special teams and everything. I think that's the setup here in Philadelphia. You're not asking Wentz to carry the team. You're just asking him to play within the offense, and I think they, that's a good starting point. Yeah, what you're, tell, what you're saying is Fletcher Cox and Jim Schwartz <laughs> need to carry this football team, and that's what we thought coming in, and I don't think there's really any difference there between Sam carrying it because we obviously know that's not going to happen, and that's probably not going to happen in Minnesota. And Carson really can't do that now early. So you need this defense to hammer it down. You need those special teams touchdowns. You need all of that coming into there. And you need a running game. Like this is, it's all based around that. That's what Kansas City was good at too, between three different guys who barely had a name other than Jamal Charles. Yeah, no. And then also, I mean, you you, you brought it up here, right? When, before the Carson Wentz trade, before, even when we thought Wentz was going to be red shirting, as it were, this season, we were all about that defense, right? We were talking about Schwartz and the excitement of seeing those guys out there and the blitzing and the fun and free Vinny and all that stuff. Now it's all about Wentz, and that defense has kind of gone by the wayside, which is really... That's secondary. In yeah, one week, it's just been like, week. oh, yeah, what happened over here? And That's we were what jacked I mean. for it. You know? I think that this fan base thinks that Carson Wentz is the guy. That, <laughs> that's it. I mean, there is no arguing out of that. There, there is going to be such an... Uh, you know, there's there's this no pressure feel. It's like, yeah, the kid's got to get time and do all this other stuff. But I, I mean, if he doesn't look like to fit the part in in this first game, there's going to be a huge talk there. But at I the end of the not. day, I, I hope there isn't either. Because at the end of the day, if it really goes south, Howie did a great job of having insurance policy. Yeah. Here. Even I know it might end up being anywhere from 20 to 32 on the board. You still have a first round pick. You can do something with that. 
You might even need to take another quarterback at that time, which is okay. And guess what? They're going to need to anyway because they need to replace Chase Daniel at some point after that massive contract (laughs) finally fades away into the sun. So if you have Carson Wentz up front, now you have the ability to possibly, you know, Malino Donald, I'm not saying a first-round pick, but you can. it allows you to go into those second and third rounds and go, let's see if we can develop this guy. Maybe You're already giving up on Carson Wentz? No, no, no. I'm not giving up on it. I'm just saying like there <laughs> that are. That was quick. There are, hasn't played a game yet, Johnny. <laughs> uh, there are things in place to protect him in case it goes south. I don't think it's going to go south, but I tell you who thinks it was going to go south. That's Cleveland Browns, man. And I can understand passing on a guy. Look, in their situation, it makes a lot of sense. They need a lot of different football players out there. But don't tell me that Carson Wentz is a sub-20 quarterback in this league. Do you know how hard it is to be under 20 in this league? I mean, you're talking about, you're getting into the Case Keenum yeah, ranges there. Mm-hmm. You're getting into a lot of, I, I, I don't see how Carson Wentz could be that much of a failure. Yeah, and look, I think with the key, and we were just hitting on it there, is just if he has a bad few weeks, he's not a failure, all right? There is time. I think at least what I'm looking for out of Carson Wentz week one is I want to see how he handles the moment. I want to see that maturity. I want to see if he doesn't look ruffled. If he makes a mistake, I want to see him go back out there and and keep slinging it and keep having that swagger. And, and I know swagger is a bit of a amorphous kind of thing, but I think you can tell. I think you can feel it when you're watching a football game. If a quarterback has that type of mentality or that type of you know, leadership ability, and I think that that's going to be crucial on Sunday, more so than how many interceptions he throws or if he's making the right reads. And first of all, if you're the Browns, why are you even saying that? Why are you even <laughs> saying <laughs> that he's not a top of the to yourself. That yeah. only, yeah, that's Or just... say it after week one. <laughs> why when you're about to play the team? And since when did the Cleveland Browns become the authority on, on quarterback play? I mean, it's a yeah. new regime. I it's get that. It's more the opposite, yeah. right? But still, yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly. That, so, I mean, that uh, jersey with all the quarterback yeah, names. Yeah, yeah it's almost on. like their lack of endorsement is an endorsement for, for the Eagles <laughs> and Carson Wentz. Um, oh, they don't like him? We'll take him. Yeah, we'll take that guy. Uh, I think, you know, I think I go back to that first preseason game and the way Wentz went in there. And again, it's preseason, you know, we're talking about summer games that don't matter. But still, I think the way he came in there and remember now, like the Eagles plan wasn't to put him in in that uh, two minute drive at the the end of the first half. You know, they were going to let Chase play out the the first half. They're going to give Carson, you know, time in the third. But, you know, Chase Daniel was kind of stinking it up. Mm -hmm. And I think the team just kind of wanted to see what Carson Wentz could do. And he went in there and. It's not like they scored a touchdown or anything, but you know he he finished out that game before the injury strong. I think we saw those flashes of potential. That's something I've seen this summer in training camp and everything. But I think we're also going to see the mistakes. You know he's an aggressive guy, and the coaching staff this week said they're you know they're they're opening up the playbook. They're not going to dial it down at all. They're going to let him take shots down the field. You know so we're going to see some mistakes here, but I think we're also going to see the potential. And you need that as a quarterback. You absolutely. I mean yes. that is the. To succeed in this league, you cannot care about anything. Because I remember, did you guys see the Gruden uh, QB camp with Favre when they kind of redid that oh, yeah. a couple of weeks ago? The main thing that I took away from Brett Favre in those conversations was was like, yeah, you, you, they went through this play where they ran it twice, and they're like, you know you're not supposed to throw to this receiver. And Brett Favre did it twice, and they scored almost instantly because of it. Because he didn't care. He, went, he explained, like, as a younger quarterback, you have to have the mentality of, like, well, I don't care. 
I'm just going to do it, and that's what's going to make me either succeed or fail, as opposed to when he was in Minnesota. It's like, ah, there's no way in hell I'm doing that. I could lose the football game. But Carson Wentz needs to be that aggressive. There needs to do a deep threat to develop here for any offense to go. And I'm telling you, we saw the opposite of that last year. That is Mark Sanchez's problem. Obviously, there are talent issues and whatnot, but that dude makes a mistake and he gets inside his head. You can see it. He's not the same type of player after he makes that first mistake. And, and he guess just makes what? so many mistakes. Yeah, that first mistake is always coming. So I, I think it's crucial. I think we need and, – and look, from everything we've seen of Carson Wentz, it does appear that that's the type of kid he is. So – uh, I'm I'm positive about it, but I just want to you know make everyone know there are going to be mistakes, and we can't overreact them too early. Well, we can't have a BGN radio show without our main man all the way down in West Palm Beach, Stephen Lee. What's happening, man? How are you? I'm good, man. BGN on WYP. This is a beautiful thing. It is. We we are honored to be here, man. What's going on with you? Not much. It's Christmas Eve. I'm enjoying this Saturday, the calm <laughs> before the storm, I love and it. Uh, one question I have for you guys because obviously everybody's focused on Carson Wentz is. Who's one offensive player that you think could kind of alleviate some of this pressure and help us win the game if he can't? I, I, I feel like people are really sleeping on Ryan Matthews, and we all That's know my guy, man. he's, prob- he's I was probably going to get I was just writing Ryan Matthews on my sheet of paper as you were yeah, saying. I, I, think, I think that this guy, if he stays healthy, and that's a big if, he could go for twelve or 1,300 yards. He's, he, like, he's that explosive of a running back, and I think we could see glimpses of that tomorrow. And the, and the gap-blocking system that you know they're running here is that's what he fits in best. You know, you saw him last year, even with a diminished offensive line play, still fit in between those holes. And I think it hides a lot of the deficiencies that the offensive line may or may not have, which we still haven't gotten into yet because we don't know what's going on there. But other than Ryan Matthews, BLG, is there another player that kind of sticks out? Is it going to have to be somebody in the wide receiving core? Three letters, John. <laughs> DGB. Plaxico <laughs> uh, like Jr. Yeah, Doriel Green-Beckham, I think, is almost the perfect target for Carson Wentz. I mean, uh, Doug said he's still getting small doses of the playbook. You know, I talked to DGB this week, and he kind of said he's going to play a lot. We'll see how that works out. But I think, you know, one thing we've seen that's an issue with Carson Wentz is he's kind of been overthrowing his receivers at times. And and sometimes, you know, uh, you're looking at this receiving core with Aguilar and, and Jordan Matthews and everyone. And, you know, there's been a lot of drops. Josh Huff, obviously, too. DGB, I think he has some of the best hands of the group. I think, you know, you don't have to worry so much about those accuracy issues with him. You know, you throw the ball up there and he gets it. Yeah, and we'll get into DGB because there we had uh, some interesting, interesting uh, interview with uh, Dave Spadaro about DGB and his future and where he's going to be. We'll talk more about that. It is BGN Radio right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. So on the podcast this week, you can find us on Twitter at BGN underscore radio, which, uh, by the way, giving away a pair of tickets to the Browns-Eagles home opener. In the 5 o'clock hour, so be paying attention to that. Also, if you go to at BGN underscore radio on Twitter, there is a pinned tweet up there. We are giving away a Carson Wentz jersey. And all you got to do is follow us there, follow the directions, just retweet it out. We're going to have probably announced that right before we get into NFL picks with Kyle Scott at 545. We want to get into DGB because uh, Dave Spadero was on our podcast this week, had some interesting nuggets. But first, let us get... Into the NFC least. The follies, the screwballs, and the screw ups. It's BGN Radio's NFC least on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Now, if uh, you were following along last year, this is where we like to get into B 
basically all the dumb stuff that happens around the league. Now, the Eagles aren't excluded in this, but most of the time, uh, they it definitely are. So what uh, what we like to do is just kind of go around the horn. So, James, uh, where are we heading to first this offseason? Well, John, being the first NFC least of the season, I think we have to go with the least of them all. <laughs> What's going on in Dallas right now? Yeah, seriously, can somebody explain to me why in the hell Tony Romo is even contemplating coming back? You're done, man. It's all gone. Like the 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 second time you break your back, you should be done. But now everybody is riding the Dak Prescott train like he's Tom Brady here. BLG, <laughs> can we just just throw up the the three and thirteen thing here? I mean, this defense is probably going to be even worse than it has been before in the past. I'm tired of looking at the Cowboys every time that there's the Cowboys fans honestly believe that when their best players get injured and people like Cole Beasley take over, that they're going to run home and take over the nation. Can somebody stop the Dallas hype that comes around on every single channel that I'm watching here? No one can stop it, John, because of all those first round picks they have. There's so many. They actually oh, just got one gosh, right now. That's the, I completely forgot about our entire theme this offseason was that Gil Brandt had tweeted out. That they hired a nutritionist that makes really good salads, so that's like having an additional first round pick. Are you kidding me? You're gonna hear that all year because I'm going to make fun of every single Dallas game possible. Yes, and and actually, I did actually see an article where Dak was compared to Tom Brady in the way he prepares. I'm not even <laughs> Just joking. This week, yeah. uh, it was on ESPN.com. That so. is amazing. Yeah, so that was. It. I know you didn't even know that. So yeah. all right, let, let's do it. We we always have to, you know, go in our own backyard. What's happening with the Eagles right well, now, Johnny? I, I mean. There's not a lot to complain about this offseason, right? But I'm gonna look at I'm gonna look at Chris Gibbons and, and Ruben Randall. Because how on earth do you not make a football team where nobody catches a football? <laughs> and you've been a veteran in this league. Like Chris Gibbons, whatever. Ruben Randall, Randall. Who's like number two, number three coming from New York, and then all of a sudden. I'm good. <laughs> I, I has the gall to come out and tell us that he's giving effort when he's, he's not. He's and he's too per- good. He's too good. He doesn't need to give effort. And we can't see it. Yeah, the whole thing with Ruben Randall was that he even said that it, he, it just doesn't look like he's trying because that's how talented he is. John, it's so funny that these Eagles receivers were so bad. And for these guys not to make the team, it wasn't like they were trying and they just weren't any good. They weren't even trying. Yeah, it, 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 it blows my mind that those two guys could not make this NFL roster. And here we are. We were rooting for a guy in Paul Turner who had almost zero athletic ability. He made this football team. I don't care if it's the practice squad. How does Paul Turner make a squad over those two? I'm, I'm still baffled by because this. Because he is the greatest preseason receiver in the history of the sport, John. All right, let's head up the turnpike. New York Giants, what's happening? Oh, the New York oh. Giants. I don't know. I got nothing. They were boring. They were absolutely boring. This. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. Ben McAdoo's mustache still sucks. It's <laughs> ridiculous. There is you what go. It is. It's ridiculous. All right. So let's let's end it out. I was going to do something magnanimous here because Washington won the division last year. So, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, I think that that buys them a break in the Fair. first NFC least. Yeah, no. Yeah, I think. Uh, nah, you know what? They're still racist. Yeah, still racist. <laughs> Washington still racist. And so, that's going to uh, do it. There you go. There's the there's the NFC least. We'll bring it to you ever. Every Saturday, we can make fun of everybody, including ourselves. What we won't make fun of is the fact that Dave Spadaro on our podcast this week hinted out, listen, you're going to see DGB starting this football game. Uh, The other things he also explained, which I've always thought this ever since the trade happened. And again, this is I think you get excited when 
Dennis Kelly, who's everybody has hated for an eternity, <laughs> and you turn him into a potential, maybe a number two wide receiver. So Dave Spadaro also said he's got a long way to go, and I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think DGB in this, in any offense, is going to take a bunch of time because maybe he's got a, a little bit of Eric Rowe in him if you kind of pick up what <laughs> I'm it, throwing Put two down. and two together yeah. there. So when you see DGB in this offense, I'm thinking second and five, third and five, red zone. Jordan Matthews between the 20s, DGB once you're in the 20s. That's how I think you have to operate here. He's going to be a mismatch for a lot of those small cornerbacks, slant routes, in routes. You know, that, that's that's great. The, the all-important fade route, definitely. It's, it, that's, that's right in his wheelhouse. But there's just not enough there as far as the root tree goes. And I really see, I, I, I don't know, I get the sense that you're going to see a lot of in and out with Jordan Matthews and DGB. I think that almost has to happen. Because I, I, I look at both of those guys, and they're going to win in the slot a lot of the time. I still think Jordan Matthews might have a shot of of being on the outside in this offense. I think that they're at least going to try him out there. But regardless, uh, Jordan Matthews right now is a much better football player than DGB is when it comes to route running, when it comes to everything else involved, and, and even his hands better. Uh, but I think the Plexico Jr., man, that's what we're going for, right? That fade route. Look, it was that was the first time I think I've ever seen a successful fade route in my 35 years on this planet by the Eagles in the preseason. So, um, <laughs> well, you know, it actually worked. I, I was like, know, you're I so know. used to like Riley Cooper. And was uh, like, oh man, that that's a, and then it actually works for once, works. and and now it's uh, now it's here to stay forever. So, uh, but look, if nothing else, I think there's uh, the key is just because he was a second round pick last year, just because he's six five and talented physically and has the measurables, that doesn't mean that he's ready to come in right now and contribute. That that's really the thing. It's going to take some time for this guy here. Yeah, and if he couldn't learn the playbook in Tennessee, like. It's going to take him a while. You're, you're talking about the exotic it, smash mouth football. Yeah, yeah, playbook yeah, whatever, down there. whatever that is. What is going on in Tennessee? Yeah, that is, <laughs> that is a, a, yeah. What are the, all the reverse sweeps that are who, who coined that phrase? That, by the way, I think it was Malarkey. I believe oh it was gosh, one of those what? guys. It was someone on the Titans. Why who said, on earth would you yeah. hire that dude to run your franchise? Anyway, that, uh, yeah. So between not being able to learn there coming in week three, the preseason, it's just one of those things where like, yeah, you're, you're I mean, that's why it's kind of confusing to me, BLG, is if he's going to start a lot, is that really make you feel that comfortable about, you know, if he? it's kind of a weird thing where you need to learn the playbook. He's not going to be able to run everything. He's probably going to forget a few things. I don't know if that's great for Carson Wentz to start out game one to have him play 80, 90% of the snaps coming in here. It's also a weird thing because it's just like, I think with Carson overall, um, I think he's actually going to be a good target for him. I think he's, I wrote an article on Philadelphia magazine for this uh, yesterday. I think he's going to be the, really the perfect target for Carson Wentz just because of that size. He, Carson's not going to have to be hundred percent accurate. He can just throw it to him. Yep. I mean, DGB is an impressive receiver for as much as, you know, there's, there's struggles there and there's reason to believe, you know, it could take time. 30 of his 32 catches mm -hmm. last year, first downs. Yeah, that's, it's an amazing stat. That's I mean, that's really intense. hard. I mean, and again, only 32 catches, so let's not get carried away. Sure. But to have 30 of your 32 catches be a first down is is real. And it says something about, I, we've kind of, the, the knock has been a little bit the football intelligence or this or that. That says something. At least he knows where he needs to be or, or can get in position to be able to make first downs. That's important. And I see, that's where I guess I see him more winning. I see him as more the third down guy. You know, and it's not like the third down guy as you think of Jason Avant. You know? <laughs> no, he just is like, not give, Jason give Avant. Me that, yeah, so, but I, I really Paul do. Paul Turner is Jason yeah, Avant. Right? That's, true. that's <laughs> right. I forgot my mistake. So there is, yeah, I, I, there's, there's, again, there's a lot of situations where he's going to be able to win. I'm just not sure if he's ever going to hit that 
number one, number two wide receiver. I know Mike Quick loves him, so I can't, you know, that's he's played the position. He's done all those things. I, I'm just, we're all amateur couch scouts here, but I just, you know, I, I see, uh, I don't know. What do you think? DGB, the number, is, is six touchdowns too much? No, to I ask actually, if he's kind of down there? I think that's a, a, a what, with what it seems with how much he's going to play, I, I think that's a very legitimate thing to ask for, especially as a red, the red zone threat, but you know, look, whether or not Tennessee is a well-run organization, that that's up for debate. There, <laughs> mm. there were reasons that they were willing to get rid of this guy in, in after taking him in the second round last year for Dennis Kelly, who whatever else you want to say is a backup lineman at best in this league. So, look, new place, new face, all that kind of stuff. But there are still reasons to worry. You can't just just because he was a second-round pick last year doesn't mean that he's ready to come in and dominate. That's really what it comes down to. And speaking of worrying. You know, we'll get into it a little more in the 5 o'clock hour, too, when we're giving away two tickets to the home opener here. But I feel oddly comfortable about Nelson Aguilar this year. <laughs> Wait, is that weird? Why? Yeah. What, is what that has weird? he done? I, and look, I, I, I've been as, as staunch an Aguilar defender, give him time, whatever, but he has done nothing to make He's me feel worse better. Than, yeah, yeah. Worse than yeah. it's like he literally can't catch the ball. It's wild. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think that they would have moved on from him if they could have, uh, it could have, regardless of whatever his contract was, like if his contract wouldn't al- would allow him to be moved or cut, do you think that they would chop him off here? I think there would be a better chance just from how he's played. He's He's been so bad this offseason. There's been from spring practices to training camp to preseason, there's been so many drops. He just hasn't really stood out at all. There's never like a, a practice even where it was like, wow, Nelson Aguilar really flashed today. There's just He's just showing nothing. Well, he hasn't flashed since that preseason game last year. That one play where Sanchez throws the ball like 10 feet over his head, makes that jumping catch and the turn on a dime and takes off. That was awesome. We were all like, oh, yeah, first round pick. This is what we get here. And then we've seen literally nothing else. Maybe that one-handed catch, I guess, against Washington was, was nice. Whatever. It's, it's unbelievable how disappointing he has been yeah and I don't want to make excuses kind of coming through here but there is you know there's a there's a lot to figure out with him and I, I think it is 100% mental and we'll get into that uh, into the five o'clock hour here gonna be giving away tickets so you want to hang on there Wentz jersey's coming right after that plus Kyle Scott coming up at 545 for NFL picks right here on 94 WIP and of course NAS saw the letters that spell it is BGN radio Right here at Sports Radio 94 WIP, we are honored to be with you this evening. Like Afternoon, said, evening. Uh, uh, evening after, well, 5 o'clock, right? It's, yeah. uh, it's the mark of the evening time. It's 5 o'clock somewhere here. Going to start Good. drinking, right? <laughs> Can we? Well, I don't no. know. Water. I'll, drink, I'll, I'll drink if Iowa State beats Iowa today. That's Uh-oh. what I'm going to tell you at 730. Uh, but we are, just like I said, we're going to give away tickets in about 10 minutes. So all you got to do, 888 888- 729-9494, not right now, unless you want to get in and talk. We're always happy to talk. Uh, Eagles with you guys, but we're giving away uh, a pair of tickets. And then the Carson Wentz jersey, 545. We're going to have a lot of fun there. But I am oddly comfortable with Nelson Aguilar this year. Oddly, just don't have any strong feelings. Like, I am I still expect the dropsies and some of that still, you know, rookie hangover coming out in the first couple of games here. But uh, I really do think this is all mental. I think that this is, you know, the the change. And I don't know what it's like for a, a rookie that's going to come in here with a head coach that he knows and trusts, or maybe he didn't all. Who knows that that boat's going to be out for a long time. But then to switch and then go to a completely different coaching regime, your second year, everybody thinks that you know has has their own separate thoughts. Objectively, when you come in here, there was a lot of controversy with him in the off season. 
So, you know, I, I, I don't know why, but I think he kind of gets past that eventually. And I'm not saying 1,300 yards or 1,500 yards or whatever, <laughs> but if you're going to give me 900 yards and a couple of touchdowns, I think everybody would take that from Nelson Aguilar. Every, absolutely. Just catch the ball, and I think we'll be a lot happier. But I, I was big last year on on trying to make sure that people didn't overreact. He was a rookie. And I think we all got kind of you know misled by that season two seasons ago with OBJ and Mike Evans and Sammy Watkins and all these receivers just having dominant rookie seasons. In the history of the NFL, that doesn't happen. That is really rare. It's rare for a receiver at that position to come in and do really well. So I, I'm willing to give Aguilar more time. It's just I don't know how after what you've seen this preseason you could feel any better than you did before. Yeah, and I, I guess that's kind of where it, I don't expect people to. It's just more of this is all feeling and non-reality going on here because the reality is I don't want it. I mean, maybe that's what it is because I'm not ready to just completely say – He's a bust. Rebuild yeah. or bust or whatever. You kind of wasted that entire draft class. I, I get it. You know, whatever. We don't have to rehash that again. So more and more or less, I wanted the hope to be that, that Carson Wentz has not one, not two, but actually three targets to kind of throw here to between Aglor, DGB, and Jordan Matthews just in the wide receiving core. Obviously, there's Zerts, there's Sproles. There's a lot of different things that you can do here. But um, should I... Just not be having any hope here at all, BLG? I think if Aguilar could even be an average receiver, I think that would be huge at this point. That's how much like I'm I'm not believing what a in bummer, him. Huh? Right? I just bummer. I, I just don't see it. And I don't I think mental could be a part of it, John, but I don't think it's all that. I just don't think we're seeing we're just, because even if that was true, I feel like that's kind of the case with Josh Huff, I think, more so too. But we still see Huff make those explosive plays mm-hmm. every once in a while. So I feel like, you know, it's just a mental thing with him. The talent is there. I just don't even know with Aguilar because he's not showing me anything. I'm not getting anything from him. And that's what's crazy is I think people have, like, we all remember last year, Josh Huff would, if you had a fire pit and you would ask the question, should you shove him in, everybody would be like, oh, yeah. And then one preseason in a complete, one play. Yeah, we were talking and about him not making the around. team, yes. John. Like, that was the, the question was not, is Josh Huff going to be a big part of this team? The question was, is he going to make the team? And, right. and now all of a sudden, he's this weapon that people are excited yes, about. Oh, well, you can really use him. Are you kidding me? No. Like, they, <laughs> hold on, time out there. I'm not disagreeing. Like, yeah, the, 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 that's the strength of Doug Peterson and finding the, the, the strength of his players and being able to kind of put them in a position to win. So why can't he do that with Nelson Aguilar? Obviously, it's all on Nelson to do the job and, and to finally catch a ball and, you know, challenge him to be great and all <laughs> that. Catch He's the ball. too good to be bad. That's what I'm saying. Like, but to, is he? To BLG's point, the, the bottom floor for me on this kid is average. You know, like the, the, the worst he could do is average. The ability is too good. If he just holds on to the damn ball, everything changes. And I know that sounds weird because, dude, he's a wide receiver. Yeah, I suppose most that's that's his job. <laughs> but it's the same thing with Huff because when he has the ball in his hands, it's an absolute wrecking ball. That's why we enjoy him on kickoff so many times. That's where he wins. And I'm just not ready to give up on Nelson Aguilar yet. Well, well the real interesting part about the Aguilar thing is that the whole sell job that we got last year on Aguilar as a first-round pick was that He's ready for the NFL. He's pro ready. He's the most pro ready receiver in the first round. He is literally Jeremy Macklin. No, we had people saying he is Jeremy Macklin already right now or better. And it's obviously that ship has sailed. But just in terms of, of just being able to be an NFL receiver, it's, it's really jarring, John, because as of right now, if you had to place a bet, if you had to put money down on the table, 
I'd bet on him never being a, a successful NFL receiver. Well, it's hard to, and you can't. Like it's, but it, you know, I, I guess that's where it just comes back around again, where it's it's more hope than anything. And a lot of people are also hoping that Carson Wentz is the guy. And I also think that there are people already think that he is the guy. And the, the other interesting thing that you've heard this week, and maybe it's just a, in the minority here, but Chase Daniels should start the first two weeks. Let's see what the offensive line is going. We already, you can't go back there. We already know that road. And the thing that keeps getting thrown out, and this literally happens with every single rookie quarterback that you bring up that may be not ready, you know, with the, the, the physicality part or maybe even the mentality part, maybe doesn't know the whole playbook, and everybody refers to David Carr. And can I just say that David Carr is one quarterback and not like 329 of them because they always point out to this. There's only the one go-to. It's only one guy in my mind that you could maybe sell me on, yeah, the career got ruined because he was in there too early, but he also had a lot of success, and that's RG3 early. Mm-hmm. You know, but the, the injuries kind of for him and whatever. It's, it, look, it's Washington. Who knows? I'm rooting for that too. <laughs> the odd part about this football game is I'm oddly rooting for RG3 to be good just so I can lick Dan Snyder's tears just a tiny bit. (laughs) Oh, thank you, sir. You made another mistake, and that makes me so happy. But at the same time, I look at his brother, Derek, which, by the way, I had to look this up because it's a rare instance that you flip your starting quarterback a couple of days out, a week before the season starts. You go, actually, we're going to go with the other guy. Mm -hmm. The last time I remember that happening is 2014. Derek Carr gets swapped in for Matt Schaub. Thank God they did that, first of all. And that wasn't a better situation. There was no Amari Cooper there. No. There was no real great offensive line running back. There was nothing there. I mean, his yards per attempt, sure, that's going to be bad. There was no weapons there. Still kind of was last year, too. But at the same time, don't sell me on quarterbacks that aren't ready to play the game because of whatever. If you're good in this league, you're good, and you need to play. Rookie quarterbacks that have come in and out and through here, you look at the great ones like even Roethlisberger. I'm sure you know Brett Favre had to deal with a, a, a lot of the time too. Offensive lines aren't exactly great across the NFL, and I just don't understand this. Like, got to protect them, and maybe that's the hangover from – they were going to sit this kid for an entire year, and now people are starting to get a little worried. It's like, oh, man, uh, now it's here. Oh, crap, now we have to kind of back this thing up on the field. We saw it with Andrew Luck. I think is one of the best examples in recent years when he took that team to the playoffs in his rookie season. He was getting killed. He was running all around like he had to use his mobility to survive. And that's the case with Wentz. At least, if nothing else, if he's going to be in this situation, at least he has the ability to move around, to to get out of harm's way, which David Carr did not, as far as it goes. Not that he wasn't mobile, but he was not that type of quarterback. And, and he look, was just bad. He was David just bad. Carr was, he was bad. just bad. Is what it Blaine comes down Gabbert to. was bad. Nothing got ruined by any of those. I things. I think you're right. Look, I think the key point here is that. If you are going to be an all-time great or even just one of the great quarterbacks in the league at any time, you are generally going to be good enough or at least passable from the start. You don't see a lot of those guys come out and just be completely inept on the field and then turn into a great quarterback years later. And I think with Carson James, you touched on it with the mobility factor. I also think, you know, he's going to turn 24, I think, in December 30th. You know, this guy, he's not like a younger rookie. You know, he's, he's coming into the NFL. He has a physical, mature body. He has a good frame. You know, this is not like they're throwing in some underdeveloped kid, some twenty-year-old or twenty-one-year-old kid in there, and and just hoping for the best. I mean, I think I think he can. And and look what he ran at North Dakota State. You know, he ran a pro-style offense. Mm-hmm. 
I think, you know, they're, they're, he's going to have, it's not like this car situation where you're worrying about him too much where he's going to get killed out there. Yeah, and, and you know, if you want to see this thing live, if you want to see it in person with great seats, here's what you need to do right now. 888-729-9494. You're going to receive a pair of tickets to the home opener courtesy of NRG. I mean, honestly, <laughs> it doesn't amazing. get any better on this opening weekend. So call in right now, 888 888- 729-9494. You will win a pair of tickets. We're going to take, since it's for Carson Wentz, it's yes. Carson Wednesday. It's Carson Wentz weekend. Let's take caller number 11 right now on the lines. So, and and to BLG's point, uh, there is, you know, that was the one thing that worried us, James, coming into here. Even if Bradford was still here and there was going to be this waiting game, he is 24. Marcus Mariota yep. is 22 coming in his second year. Winston is the same, 22. Like, you have to get the clock rolling and I am so relieved that it's rolling right now to see what they have here. Absolutely. And, but here's one thing that I do worry about going back to the mo- mobility we were just talking about. I do get a little worried about this kid protecting himself. You know, we've seen it already. This kid, the ribs. I mean, I want if he's going to run, I want him to go down. I want him to slide. And we've already been through the whole Michael Vick thing. I don't want to see Carson Wentz because he's a tough kid, man. You get the feeling that he sees someone coming at him. He's lowering his shoulder and he's going right at him. We saw him flip. We saw him. And I love that. I love that as a football fan, as what I'm watching. I love that. But for right now, don't do that, Carson. Like, just take care of your body. Learn the league, acclimate yourself, and then, you know, once you get a little more comfortable, well, that's maybe part of it. I don't, I, I, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit here, too, because if, if that's how he wants to play the game, play it that way. You know, you can't, I mean, there are things you can teach him, like, hey, man, there's there's no real necessary, th- like, and, and just like just we're saying, smart with, about with it. it's about with being RG3, smart about it. Take the slide, like, yes. just take if the extra five yards yard, and go. It's I fine. get it, I get it. If you need to, if that yard is the first down, it's third and five, and you've got four, and you got to dive for that first. I get that. You can play smart football. I'm just saying, don't take unnecessary hits. Don't put yourself and your body in positions that they don't need to be put in because there's a lot, lot like relying on you now. And even with quarterbacks that have had like that number one pedigree, and the first two that I think all jump out who are still playing in this league, Alex Smith, Sam Bradford. We know those two guys pretty well. And you can say, well, yeah, if you put it in, into an awful situation, you're just not going to succeed in this league. But they were handed probably two of the worst situations ever from going to from St. Louis to here to now freaking Minnesota. Like he's had a whirlwind of seven different coordinators, 35 different starting offensive linemen. You know, he's never had a skilled player who was any good with right, him. Right. We heard that narrative. And he's still here. He is still here. A team just paid for his services yeah. for a first-round pick. Alex Smith led a team into the NFC Championship game and got, no, we're going to let's go to, let's go to, let's go, we're going to ship you out to Kansas City. <laughs> you know, and they adapted. They were still here as they might not be the best quarterbacks on, on the planet Earth, and I think we've established that already. Yeah, I think they're not. We right? can say that. <laughs> so, you know, but, right, so, but they are still here. Yeah. They're still here, it's and you point. have to do that. You either have it mentally in this league or you do not. So if Carson Wentz, and you're going to know if Carson Wentz has it probably by week eight, you're going to know if he has that ability to improve, yeah. to learn from his mistakes, and to move on. And that's what this season's all about for me. I don't know. Like as soon as the even even when the trade goes down, I know we want to compete and we want the Eagles to be interesting, but I'm like I just want to see how Carson Wentz develops. I don't really care about wins this year. 
I don't either at all, to be blatantly honest. Like, yeah, you know, you don't want to watch 16 games and only win three of them at any time anywhere. But I'm with you, John. Wins and losses just don't matter to me. I want Carson Wentz to develop. I want to see the development. And I want to get excited about the future with this kid. But personally, I just don't. Playoffs are nowhere near my radar right now. I'm just thinking about Carson Wentz going out there and getting his career started. That's where my mind is at. Now, if they get to there and surprise us all, well, yeah, we love to go be find wrong. a pony and let's ride, man. Like I'm ready to rock then, and roll. Then he could be a yeah, know, and, and, legit. Yes, exa- we're talking franchise guy. Yes, so the, yeah, because if you're putting that with a potential top ten, top five defense and a guy who's like got it, wow. And the only other situation I can think of that is, and it's not even like that of a great one, but it's. It's kind of what happened with Russell Wilson and all that stuff. It's almost exactly. It's a yeah. great point. Except for, you know, Matt Flynn and first-round picks and all that. But we want to break this thing down, so we will continue to talk Eagles, talk Browns, and NFL picks coming up at 545. It's right here. It's BGN Radio on 94 WIP. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Lord. Congratulations to Holt. Galatz or Galatz? I'm going to be calling you a little bit, but man, we're going to email you those tickets. You are the winner of a pair of Eagles tickets to see the Eagles and the Browns, courtesy of NRG. Also, coming up next week in 94 WIP, we're going to be giving away an amazing prize as well. And it's it's a fun new way to do it. So, an honorary captain for the Eagles Steelers game coming uh, September 25th. You're going to wear a pair of tickets for that game. You're going to be able to go on the field and participate. In the uh, pregame coin toss, which is amazing. Going to hang out with Mike and Merrill in the booth, which I wish we could kind of do that like every yes. single time. Uh, and it's kind of, uh, it's it's really cool. So you're going to be able to call in every week at 7.40 a.m., 1 p.m., 4 p.m., and 5 p.m. you got to listen to the Carson Wentz Hunting Geese sounder. And when you hear it, uh, you'll have to Shazam it. So that's, I mean, like, does anybody not know Shazam at this point? Because it's been, it was like one of the original apps that is out there. It's a fantastic app where... Uh, you know, you just you pick, if you hear a song in a bar or if you hear a certain TV show or whatever, uh, all you do is click it and it tells you exactly what it is. So uh, you Shazam it and then you are going to be registered for the contest. You'll be uh, we'll pick one uh, winner each time uh, and who will win uh, an Eagles cheerleading uh, calendar. And then you're going to be qualified to win the big grand prize at the end of the week, hanging out with the Eagles and Steelers and Everybody else in the crew. Maybe we can sneak in there, too. Yeah, yeah, I'll be there if they'll (laughs) let me be there. Uh, But we are now getting into just kind of what we are looking at in this matchup. And I want to know what you guys are looking for in this matchup. What's exciting you about this? Is it just the amp to getting ready for week one? It's a home opener. It always feels good when it's a home opener. You don't have to wait for Monday night. You don't have to wait for Sunday night. You can enjoy it. It's at 1 o'clock, 888 729-9494. 729-9494. The phone lines are finally released after that. <laughs> uh, the madness of, of Eagles tickets get away. So we want to hear from you, you too. 888-729-9494. Pound 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon cells. So, James, what is the, I guess for you, what's the number one matchup in this football game? We're talking outside of Carson Wentz, obviously. You I would can say. throw it in there, well, too. Why not? I mean, obviously, Wentzy, but, but I'll go another way. Uh, I'm going to go with that D-line against the Browns O-line. The Browns offensive line was very disappointing last season, but is a talented group. Joel Batonio is a, a really talented guard who had a great rookie season and then bad season last year. Joe Thomas, potentially the best tackle in football on the left side there. So I want to see guys like, you know, Fletcher and Benny and, and Vinny and Con- Connor and all those guys 
go up against a, a potentially at least talented offensive line, even if they didn't produce that well last season. That's a, a matchup I'm going to be looking at, especially with this new Jim Schwartz defense and the you know ferociousness, and see if they can get there with four guys, which is what we've talked a lot about. I know he's a rookie, and I know that, I, and I'm not actually sure if he's going to be out there and playing a lot. Corey Coleman was one of those guys that I was just like, wow, this kid, this kid's a big play mm-hmm. player, you know, and that's going to be the kind of deep threat that's going there. So I actually want to see, and it's not just him too. Terrell Pryor's had a fantastic preseason thus far, uh, has really stuck in there ever since being like, hey, dude, you're not a quarterback anymore, and has really worked hard on being a wide receiver. So I want to see these new safeties. I want to see BLG's boy, McKelvin, out there trying to cover one of these speedsters that are one-on-one because I'm not completely sold on Jalen Mills. It's Isn't it weird to say that, again, the guy that I trust the most, back-to-back years in the secondary, is Nolan Carroll on the outside? Me too. Thank God they signed him up. So, I mean, that that's I think that's where the kind of weaknesses are going to be. And it goes on to your point where if Fletch and Graham and all those guys can do their thing and Benny Logan gets through that middle, it's going to we've we've seen what RG3 panics at the most. And when you have those front, ferocious front four coming, he's going to panic and get there. So, that eliminates maybe some of the secondary issues that's going on here BLG, but what are you looking for uh in this game? I'm right there with you guys. I mean, RG3 takes sacks. He's been taken down 101 times in 37 games. Wow. Like he's he's really prone to getting back there. Is that bad? And <laughs> it's, it's not great, John. And and just going down. And I think, you know, it's going to be important because you look at you just mentioned some of these Browns receivers and one thing for as much as RG3 has struggled and everything here, he can still throw that deep ball. The Eagles yeah, saw that time. in 2014 oh, yeah. late in the season when they lost and Deshaun Jackson was making big catches, and Pierre Garçon was making big catches. RG3 can throw it deep, and I think it's going to be really important for this Eagles pass rush to get there. Yeah, and and to what John just said, talking about throwing deep, they have two guys who can go deep, and, and Terrell Pryor is a great point to bring up because he's good now as a wide receiver in Cleveland, and he's big, and he's strong, and he's fast. He's bigger than anyone on this in this defensive backfield. He's going to be trouble, man. He, you know, And then when Josh Gordon comes back in four weeks, they might have an okay receiving core in Cleveland. Yeah, and I, I think the one t- forgotten guy, at least on the Cleveland Browns, who, I mean, like, you know, he was he was a fantasy darling last year. And you talk about linebacker depth and you want, you know, Jordan Hicks and there's Stephen Tullock's going around here. I, Gary Barnridge is, uh, you know, I know he's not he's nothing special, hey, right? But I, I think Unless you owned him in fantasy yeah, last year, so, then you're a big Gary Barnridge fan. <laughs> so if they're kind of playing this, I don't know if they're going to go to the Eagles are going to play, play on that cover too, but if they are... I mean, you, you start to wonder, okay, well, we know Kendricks probably isn't going to play that much. They re-signed Najee Good today, which we all expected. I think that was just to kind of get through mm-hmm. some of the, the, the vet salary issues that they have going on through there. But I'm not sure if this linebacking core can cover any of the tight ends. Yeah, well, especially, look, I know it's a different defense, but how many years have tight ends Every killed single the time. Eagles defense? It's Everybody been, still remembers yes, that Raiders game. Yes, and that Daniel, or <laughs> Daniel Fells, which are Darren Fells, one of the two Fellses running down the field with, you know, Eagles hanging all Byron over him. Maxwell, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's this defense has struggled with tight ends for a while now, and obviously a different defense, but I, I think Barnage and Duke Johnson out of the backfield is a really Forgot dangerous me. pass weapon. He's 70 catches as a rookie, I think, so... That's a guy you got to worry about, too. The, the the Browns' defense is not very good, but this offense at least has some potential. I don't think it's good, but there's something there. And I'll tell you what, Isaiah Crowell has been on record to say that he thinks he can get 1,000 yards this season. Well, he ain't going to start against this game, man. <laughs> he ain't going to start there. That's yeah, what I mean. You're going to need than Isaiah yeah, Crowell, I think, in this one. Which is, uh, which is weird because I think he's going to be the, the starter here. But 
just back to the the linebackers there for a second, BLG. Like the the still, I think number one question is how this is going to get deployed here. I mean, we can buy into the fact that Stephen Tulloch might decide as <laughs> he's going out the door. He's like, oh yeah, I'll play special teams. Not going to happen, like in my eyes. So, what is going to be the setup when he is in there? Is he going to be there on first down? Second down, what's the plan for him? Has there been any more information coming out? Well, speaking of Stephen Tulloch and and how he came in around the same time that Michael Kendricks, you know, finally got back on the field in that third preseason game and playing late into the game and then playing early in the final Eagles final preseason game against the Jets, which, you know, not so common to see your starting linebacker play in the fourth preseason game. So it's kind of been weird with Michael Kendricks and, and he hasn't wanted, he still hasn't talked to reporters since that's happened. So, Clearly something's going on with him, and it just doesn't feel like, you know, the coaching staff is super high on him right now, but, I mean, he's still going to play. It's not like they're just going to have him ride the bench, but it's a weird situation there. I think, you know, the only guys who you're sure are going to be out there, at least the whole game or most of the game, are going to be, you know, Jordan Hicks, obviously, in the middle. And, well, maybe he will rotate if Tullick gets in there. And then, you know, Bradham is obviously your starter at Sam. So it's gonna it's an interesting group, and it's, I think we're going to see this week, you know, how that situation is going to play out. That's the number one thing that I guess that's – Kind of been on my mind there. It's just you know, how is it? And you even mentioned Duke Johnson. Like there's there there's a lot of things that could go wrong in the middle. I I I, th- I feel like I am obviously completely confident in the front four and the back end, the front and the back. It's just everything that's in the middle there. I don't know, and maybe I'm overthinking this too because if that front four is there, safeties can re- you know really take care of any corner problems that you might have. But I'm still kind of worried about uh, that's how they kind of attack this this uh, Eagles defense here. Yeah, especially if RG three runs. I mean, if it, that's another yeah. issue when you're looking at that that middle group, those linebackers, that's going to be an obligation that that someone's going to have to take care of. And I, look, I think they're going to be okay. I think the defensive line is is strong enough where you know they'll put enough pressure in there and they'll make enough disruption on that front line that it'll slow down that offense and RG three, like Brandon said, will kind of be a chicken with his head cut off and taking sacks and whatnot. But I, I just think that if you go, if you go to this game and just say, Oh, it's the Browns. I don't think that's necessarily, you know, the right way to look at it because it, it's a more talented offense than they were last season. Yeah. I, I think that there's just like, uh, yeah. And there's a lot of positives here too. Like I'm not trying to downplay it at all. It's just, uh, I, I think that the Cleveland Browns are not going to be a pushover here. And I think Vegas kind of told you the same yeah. thing, too, where we'll get to that and with the NFL picks and how much that is kind of a slid there. But, I, you know, I, maybe I have this wrong, BLG, and I think it's because a lot of the animosity towards the front office and basically calling out your the, the guy that's going to be your starting quarterback, the, the rookie that came in here and why they passed, and that's why Cleveland stinks. But there's still Hugh Jackson. There's still some decent pieces on that team, and I don't think they're too far away from – where this Eagles team is now. Now, I'm not saying that they end up in the same place, obviously, but, you know, I, I don't think these guys are pushovers here week one. I think this is a lot more interesting game than it's being televised as. It could be. Uh, I don't think, you know, there, there's, it's cliche, but there's really never an easy win in the NFL. You know, sometimes we go into these, each, looking at these games and like, oh, you know, the Eagles will win easily or and then or even lose easily. Look, last year at the Patriots game, yep. and, you know, they, they went That's into right. New England. There's enough to so you never really know any given Sunday, as they say. You know, I I can't feel great about the Browns. You know, it's not like they had this super talented team last year, obviously finishing near the bottom of the league. But still, a lot of the guys who probably maybe were better on that team are gone now. They let them walk in free agency. I think they have something like 14 draft picks on their roster right now. 
And I think when you include uh, undrafted guys, something like 17, you know, that's a lot of inexperience. You're looking at like special teams and things like that. Like that's where, you know, a lack of experience could really hurt them and the Eagles can have an advantage. Yeah, Brandon, that's a great point about all those undrafted uh, players on the team. And also just when you look at the Browns roster in general, I don't think they're really trying to win football games this year. You know, you want to say tanking, you want to say whatever. The Browns want that first pick in this upcoming draft, and whether it's Deshaun Watson or Kaiser, whoever they want to take, I think Kaiser's another year away. But either way, um, I don't think that they are necessarily, you know, no team is going out to lose on Sundays, but I don't think the team has been constructed to try and win as many games as possible. Uh, Having said that, I really like Hugh Jackson. I think he's a really, really good football coach. I think he's going to make that offense better just by him being there and being involved in it. And it might not be in game one, and that's what we can celebrate because there's nothing There's nothing more I'd like than, you know, 10 sacks. And, uh, you know, if I, I, I want Carson Wentz to throw three touchdowns and, I, you know, want it to be, you know, 24 to three, you know, that would be fantastic. I, I We would all be riding on cloud nine. We'll uh, see how this one ends up. We'll see how we're all feeling without the spread, with the spread. Kyle Scott's coming up. We're going to do NFL picks in about uh, five minutes or so right here. It's BGN Radio on 94 WIP. John Barchard here from BGN Radio, and a lot of people ask me, how do you take your podcast to the next level? How can you do live remotes from different venues? What's the best equipment to use? How do you get started? Well, my friends over at New Media Studios and Trevos have all the answers. It is a complete one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. A top-of-the-line professional studio with unbeatable prices. You can record your own show with an on-site producer. They'll stream it live, and they'll even host your podcast so they can distribute it to iTunes or any other podcast provider. New Media Studios is also the best in the business if you need to take your podcast on the road. They have everything you need to broadcast live from any venue that you're heading to. And as someone that has been in podcasting for over 10 years, New Media Studios takes all my stress away. I don't have to worry about anything but talking into the microphone. So go check them out at NewMediaRecordingStudios.com. That's NewMediaRecordingStudios.com. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hey, hey, congratulations to at Zach World Peace. You are the winner of a Carson Wentz jersey. Fresh, new, delicious. We'll be in contact with you. The email, DM, all that stuff. Congratulations, my man. Uh, yeah, we uh, we had a contest going for a couple of days, so we uh, we felt it was necessary to get everybody ready for the Carson Wentz era, and why not start it out uh, with a jersey here? So uh, we will uh, quickly go to uh, Ryan. What, Ryan, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, what's going on, John? Oh, it's Ryan Jones. What's happening, <laughs> yeah, man? Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, just wanted to uh, you know just wish you guys uh, congratulations and all that. You know, you got you you guys are. Are my guys, I'm uh, you know, I'm happy for you, you guys. Grind it out harder Appreciate than anyone, it, and you really, uh, you you guys all really deserve this. And uh, same same to you, BLG. Obviously, uh, that's a big uh, big move going in uh, McManus's uh, in McManus's shadow. That's a uh, that's a tough task there. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, just wanted to uh, just say, uh, you know, this this season, you know, I'm a young twenties uh, Eagles fan, and. Uh, just with uh, you know, having a having Wentz as the guy, it's just a, an interesting feeling. I'm really, uh, I'm really just excited to see what uh, see what happens this year. Yeah, so, I feel the same way, feeling. Ryan. 
Uh, you know, how could you not be excited when when we have the future staring right in front of us and we're actually <laughs> going to get to watch him out there? Yeah, sorry, uh, BLG's mic's, mic's on. He wasn't, uh, he wasn't being silent. He did say thank you, though. It just echoed through the ether. Uh, well, what we like to do uh, at the end of the show, you know, we like to take a look around the NFL. We like to kind of see what's going on. So let us hit. It's the NFL. time to ring the bell. Here come the BGN Radio NFL picks on Sports Radio 94 WIP. And as we were, uh, you know, all season long last season, we brought our favorite friend and yours. It is Mr. Kyle Scott from CrossingBroad.com. Kyle, what's happening this evening, man? How are you? What's going on, guys? Yeah, this is so much better because now, like, unlike Sunday mornings, I'm awake and ready to make <laughs> there the There it is. That's right. That's absolutely right. Well, let's uh, let's waste no more time, my friend, and let us get into the first round. James Zeltzer, where are we heading to first, my friend? We are heading a little NFC least action in the picks. I like it. As I like we it. are heading down to Jerry World in Dallas. It is a pick as of right now as the Giants in Dallas taking on the Cowboys. So it is, uh, what do you think, Kyle? I mean, like, you know, we've talked back and forth. We've made fun of Dallas pretty much all season. How are you feeling in this one? You sent me minus three, Dallas, and so now i gotta, I got to read well, everything. My, no, I, said, I definitely said minus four. This is a, this is a, a you know, your reading skills are well, terrible, Kyle. Pick em. Pick it's em. a pick'em. It, it is a pick'em. Pick Maybe it opened up at four and a half. It opened at four and a half. It is now it a It is pick my em. fault. It is my fault. Wow. Moving heavy in the Giants' direction, then. I was actually going to take the Giants' Uh, to lose but cover. Uh, but I, I'm going to take the Cowboys. I think we're going to be nauseous. By the way, Dak, Dak, huge value in DraftKings this week, okay? Uh, <laughs> I think he's going to be pretty good, and next week we're going to be hearing like ad nauseum about how he's the future of the Cowboys. So I think the Cowboys win by 21-20 by point. Yeah, I'll take the Cowboys too. This Giants defense is just no good. I, I can't trust them to win, and the Cowboys are home. Ring the bell! <laughs> the first one of the year. How can you take Dak Prescott, a rookie? All we've seen him in is his preseason. It's vanilla defenses. We've seen nothing from this guy in an NFL football game. The Giants actually went out and did some things this offseason, made their defense a little bit better. That offense is good. I think the Giants win relatively easily. Uh, I don't know about easily, but I can guarantee you we're going to make fun of every single player on this football team. <laughs> I really do think that it's just the the Sterling Shepard the OB or the you know Odell Beckham kind of combo there along with Eli they know the offense not much has changed there so I'm also going to uh, stick with the Giants where are we heading to next James let's stay with the whole NFC lease theme as we head to DC the nation's capital Pittsburgh in town three point road favorite the Steelers I am easily taking the Steelers in this one. Kirk Cousins has never beaten a team with a winning record. <laughs> hey, well, they're zero and zero, right? So it's still a chance, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely sticking uh, with Pittsburgh here. I just think there's, they don't really have much answer for offensively or defensively here. Kyle, where you got in this one? Ring it. Take yes. The yes. All right, you're gonna have Josh Norman against. Brown all day long. Wheaton was just ruled out. Martavius Bryant's not playing this season. Brown is uh, Antonio Brown is much less effective without Bryant in the lineup. Two less targets per game. Now you take away Wheaton. Uh, you got a very one-dimensional passing game right now uh, with a very good corner in the Redskins. I take the Redskins uh, outright. How dare you disrespect D'Angelo Williams? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to do what I found out was a really smart thing to do all of last season and just follow Kyle's pick. I agree. I think Washington wins this. Too many pieces missing 
for this Pittsburgh team. Like you said, Wheaton just added on. What is Eli Rogers going to be the star of the game? I, I think I think Washington not only covers, I think they win it outright. Wow. Look at that. How about that? There we go. Follow me. <laughs> follow. Follow me. Yeah, follow Kyle. Into the, he was, I mean, like he was uh, really he on was fire last He was amazing at season. it last year. So, yes. He called it. Speaking of that Eagles win in New England, he called yeah. that. He called that. He called it two weeks before the game yeah, happened. Yeah, it was very impressive. <laughs> so maybe get a, maybe get a listen in here. Well, uh, you know, we're, we're winding it down and we're going to bring it home. But uh, where are we heading to next here, sir? I think we should head to, uh, I don't know, Philadelphia. Oh, Does that okay, work? Sir, going that? On. Oh, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> so uh, last we saw the Eagles, the line open at seven, I believe, and is now down to three and a half. The yeah. Eagles are favored. It's, uh, it's pretty intense how the Vegas thinks going from Sam Bradford to Carson Wentz is worth a four-point swing. The Eagles were, I believe, three and five against the spread last year. Kyle Scott, who do you have in the home opener? This might be purely emotional. I mean, the line only moved because of the Bradford trade. They're still they're still getting a half point on a neutral site. If you fact, if you if you consider that, I, I take the Eagles. The Browns stink, and they're talking. I mean, there's a bunch of no names. Their new coordinator. Everyone's talking. Like, shut up. The Eagles are going to win. They might not be that good, but they're going to win. Uh, and cover. And cover. Yeah, and win and cover. BLG. What say you? It's close to me. I think I have the Eagles winning this game, twenty-one to seventeen. So it's close, but I will take them to cover. Where are you heading, my oh, friend? Oh, I don't want to do this, but I got to rip Oh, my down. God. I can't believe you. I do think the Eagles win uh, the game, and I, it's very dangerous to take a dog if you don't think they can win. I think the Browns theoretically could win. I think the Eagles pull it out, but I, I think it's a field goal at best, maybe even a one- or two-point win. Caleb Sturgis is how I think the Eagles win the game. I'll just say it like that. I think. You know what? At least you're consistent because you said you didn't, we only saw Dak Prescott in the season. I thought you were just going to go. Uh, you know, pumping up went. Yeah. So I, I admire your I admire your consistency. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I I also I'm with James. I think the Eagles win. I don't think they cover. I think it is a very tight football game. I think it's a pretty sloppy first half. But at the end, the birds pull out the win. <laughs> but I'll pocket the money nicely because I don't uh, think that they cover there. So Kyle, I mean, like it, we've been t- we've been talking all, all the whole show about is Carson Wentz the guy or are people just excited to see Carson Wentz. How many, maybe even you personally, do you think Carson Wentz is the guy right now? Or are you just more excited to see something different here? Um, right now or in the future? I mean, look, ha- let's be honest. Like, how many Eagles fans have really watched him more than YouTube highlights and maybe one game in North Dakota State, right? We know what we read. We know what we see in training camp. We know what we read about training camp. We know the very limited preseason action we saw by all accounts, like everything is turning up wins. By all accounts, everything you read about him, he's got the skill set, he's got the intelligence, he seems like he's got the the right head on his shoulders. I don't. It might take a while. I think he's going to be pretty raw this year, but it's going to be fun to watch. Just seeing him get outside the pocket like he did just a few times. Granted, he might get himself killed, uh, but he, you know he's bigger than what we've had in terms of running quarterbacks like Vic. I think he's just—it's really exciting. I think it'll be pretty decent. I, I, I'm not expecting much, but um, look, it, at this point, what else do we have to cling on to? <laughs> the fact that we have a—the fact that we have a quarterback who was drafted second overall when just last year it looked like this team was stuck in neutral at the position—I'll mm-hmm. take it. Yeah, and uh, I think every one of us yeah, kind of echoed exactly yeah. what I thought and what I've said. It's uh, dead on. Uh, and uh, Kyle, uh, we appreciate the time, but uh, you'll be joining us uh, every uh, every every each show. and every week. Kyle's going to come in and give us those those uh, nuggets, those we, winners. We need to we need to gamble on this. 
in some way. Yeah, we we're gonna keep track. We'll yeah, keep we'll track. See we will, we will, and we'll come up with some uh, fun little way to uh, sandwiches, Snickers bars. You know, whatever works. I'm a fat kid. It's all good. <laughs> God, we appreciate it, man. We'll be checking more out at CrossingBroad.com. Say it. Uh, so, you know, I, I guess kind of final thoughts as we're rolling out here. PLG, give me the MVP on both sides of the football on Sunday. Carson Wentz for offense, obviously. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> who, else, who else could it be? And on defense, I'm going to go Brandon Graham. I think, you know, he's a really good fit in this 4-3 defense. I think he's going to have a big day sacking RG3. Can I say Carson Wentz for both no? All right. I'll just go Carson Wentz. And how about let's, let, I mean, look, we had two guys that we were super hyped about this offseason. So I'm going to say Carson Wentz is the MVP of the offense and Jimmy Schwartz is the offense. Look of the at defense. that. Jimmy Schwartz, because his schemes are so uh, blessed and beautiful. And I, I can't, yeah, Carson Wentz playing both ways. That's what makes That's what a real quarterback, right? He's from North Dakota. He's a man. He's, He's tough. tough. <laughs> he can go both ways. Come on. Stick a bit linebacker. He's an Iron Man. Uh, I will say that I'm going to go Jordan Matthews MVP because I, I, I believe that he's going to have to dig down deep and get some massive catches uh, towards the end of this one. Uh, defensively, I mean, like, it's obvious, and I know it's obvious, <laughs> but Fletcher Cox is going to come in there and make us all just – it, it, we're gonna speechless. speechless just, yes. We just drop our pants and go. Okay, defensive player of the year. Defensive player He's of the starting year. that season out right to, now. All the uh, oh, the quarterback uh, paying you know so, type uh, of money it all goes point. out the window. The Aaron Donald. How many do we hear? Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Fletcher Cox is as good a player as Aaron Donald. Absolutely, and we're gonna see it on Sunday. We hope to see you there as well. Coming up, we're gonna do the leading off. The Phillies are coming up at uh, six thirty. Here we'll kind of kick things off, and I'll be taking you through. Uh, Phillies lineups and everything else. We appreciate everybody tuning in to the debut episode of BGN Radio right here on Sports Radio WIP.